Welcome to the Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Shaf Saeed is joining me again today on the show. Shaf, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. You know, this is Easter good. Sunday. You know, I had a great weekend. You had a great weekend. We were just talking about it. And actually, mm-hmm. before I started the show, we were on the cusp of starting a conversation about kind of having like a reset day or a mental health day. So, uh, you know, let's, let's spark that up here. You know, hopefully it'll help someone listening to the podcast. You said that Saturday is a mental health day for you. What do you mean by that? And what do you do to have a quote unquote mental health day? Um, so my mental health days are usually Sundays, but it depends like my plans for the weekend. It just happened like this, this weekend's, uh, uh, I had plans on Sunday, so I just made my mental health day on Saturday instead. Um, so usually I, I get a, at least for me, like I get really tired from just like interacting with people of day in, day out, especially uh, at work or, you know, even at barbell, I get like kind of tired or, um, or just hanging out with like friends too. So usually the week, uh, I need at least like one day a week where I'm just like, I am only going to be by myself and whatever I do today is for me and just to just to relax and just make sure I'm doing okay. I, I like that. I mean, and I, I really like that you schedule it. It's, it's it seems like it's a part of your weekly schedule. It's on the calendar and it's flexible, which is, seems important too, because you're not going to just skip it because you might have plans that pop up. This is something that's really integral to your success and recharging for the next week. Yep. Yep. If uh, I've had I've had like weeks where I can't, I can't have like that mental health day just cause like the weekend is too busy or, uh, um, just, it just didn't fit in through the week and going into like the next week, I is, it actually, it shows like, I can't, I can't function as well. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a good week if I don't, if I don't have that, if I don't have that day. Yeah. I, I feel like this is important for me to know as a coach. I mean, I didn't know this. I didn't know you had a, a reset day. And I didn't know that if you miss it, that could possibly affect you in the next week. Does it affect your training? And, and how do you, how does training factor into all this? Um, it might, it might affect like that, that Monday, but then I just try to get over it and kind of brush that off and try to try to go into that Wednesday way better. Cause, uh, usually on that, like that Tuesday is also kind of like a mental health day, I guess, with like my workout, cause it's low impact. It's just, just me with my headphones just doing kind of like a bro lifts workout just to feel good mm-hmm. but that one that one doesn't help as much as like when I can just take the whole day to myself yeah how, how does taking the day for yourself factor in with your family because I, I know you, you're living at home and there's a lot of people do you just stay in your room does everyone know okay you know shop's got his headphones on he's walking to the fridge don't don't engage <laughs> like how, how, how does it work um I don't I don't know if they know I have this day to myself. I just kind of, I kind of just, so I'm living at my parents' place, but I also have the whole basement to myself. So I just pretty much just crawl into my, my man cave kind of area and just chill in the basement, I guess at that point. And they don't, and I mean, they'll, they'll try to talk to me or something and I'll I'll be like, not today, not today. (laughs) okay no no no. i'm not i'm not like that um no they're, yeah, they're i was gonna say I, could, I couldn't imagine telling my mom <laughs> not, not today no, not. <laughs> no uh no they're pretty good about it though like if i if i'm not if i'm just in my room they they give me my give me my space 
like it's not it's not bad okay well that that's that's cool that that it's uh it's a natural thing you know it's a natural flow in the house like all right shops just kind of hang back today we know he's all right we don't have to check on him i'm interested in uh a couple things here uh the shop man cave what you have the whole basement to yourself what the what is what's involved in the shop man cave oh i mean well my it's it's my bedroom which my bed my tv i have my desk here um there's a there's a kitchen down here with like a fridge and a bathroom so it's like a mini apartment wow okay well that, that's pretty cool uh, i mean i i i think miguel has a similar setup right he's got the whole lower part yeah, of his house he does except uh i think the way he he has a setup is like it's two two separate ones so like there, there's no stairs to connect to the basement i think okay. that's how he described it like i have stairs that connect to my basement uh-huh yeah i think his is like a duplex kind of setup i think that's how he described it and i, yeah. I might be wrong at the same time i don't i don't remember how how it was yeah we won't quote you you know right now if miguel's listening you know you'll have to explain your man cave situation but it, it's good it's good to have a man cave a spot where you can put all your things it's just you and i think having you know your own kitchen and and fridge and tv down there and, and i'm assuming your own bathroom it, it, it changes things a little bit i know when i moved into my first apartment where i didn't have any roommates and I had just my own bathroom and my own kitchen. It mm -hmm. was uh, all of a sudden I became one of those people who was also like, well, I need a toaster. Well, what kind of toaster? Like, and, I, and I'm all <laughs> about appliances now, but also it's like, it's something special for someone going out into the world for the first time, right? Even if it is in, you know, like the basement of your parents' house to have those things all to yourself. Cause when you don't for many years, you don't realize how different it is when you just have your own space. Oh, um, the kitchen is not my space. It's not technically my space at all. This that's my mom's second kitchen, if you want to oh, talk. Like okay. she she cooks down. I mean, my mom's crazy. She'll cook down here so that upstairs is clean for guests. <laughs> but it's dirty like, for you. <laughs> it's it yeah, I guess it's dirty for no, like no one's allowed to use that kitchen upstairs for whatever reason. Like my sister uses it and it bothers my mom so much. So that's why we have the kitchen down here. It wasn't like for me or for any reason like that. My mom's just crazy and just wanted a second kitchen to cook in. Okay. Well, hey, I mean, at least you're close to the food. And maybe if uh, something's brewing on the, the stovetop there and she has to go upstairs to get some supplies, you sneak on over, get a little oh. taste, you know? Of course. Of course. Got to. Yeah, def definitely. <laughs> uh, what's when you're on your Tuesday you know, kind of reset day, just kind of going, you know, going through like a, a bro session. Maybe I don't know what you're doing. When, what are you doing in that training session? And uh, what's on the headphones? What kind of music are you listening to to kind of get into that zone? Oh, um, so it's usually after work, right after five o'clock, five o'clock, I I'll bring my gym clothes with me. And then I go straight to the gym instead of stopping at home first. And then during that session, it's uh, just kind of like skills that I'm not really good at. It'll be first, like right now I'm working on just like ring, strict ring muscle ups, just try to get that down. And then that usually takes about maybe 30 minutes of my time. I use it kind of as like a semi warm up kind of situation going into just a chest and back workout where I'm mostly doing uh, um, lat pull downs, just like any kind of row, I guess, the cable rows, um, dumbbell rows. And then I'll try to, I'll try to hit bench, but like on a lighter like with lighter weights I'm not hitting the chest too much just kind of 
it's something that we don't really work on and it's something that I do want to work on secretly because like I'm not really good at bench but at the same time I it's not a movement I want to work on but I know I need to just for overall strength and um then I'll do like sprints at the end just for cardio it would be like five just five sprints 20 seconds on 40 seconds off nothing too crazy just to get the heart rate going up again just on the treadmills down there in the cardio room yeah with the uh the true not the true form uh the assault the assault runner okay yeah that thing's nasty yeah it's yeah not- lasting more than five minutes is painful so yeah <laughs> so it, it, hey having that uh that 40 seconds of rest is nice just to put your feet on the side rails and take a second i think that's smart though that you're working on skills that like a, like a muscle up you know working on that transition and working on the technique and that skill in general just makes you a better athlete a more well well-rounded athlete and i think that's an important skill for you to maintain even though we don't have any high rings up i'm assuming we have rings down there by the rock wall right is that where you're using yeah yeah it's just uh with like that pull-up bar over there okay perfect yeah so i mean that's great work and with the bench press Good that you're not going super crazy right at the beginning of the week because we don't want to tighten up the shoulders and stuff for snatches on Wednesday and Friday. But, you know, I I think uh, anything you're doing that makes you happy in training and feels productive and just feels good is going to lead to a positive result in the end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like um, Thursdays are my rest day, which is more like an active recovery day, just stretching, maybe go for a walk or something like that. Um. Like if I had to do that twice a week being that Tuesday too, I don't think it would be as helpful onto like my mental state, I guess. Like it feels like I'm not doing what I should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know it's you, you, want be doing, like I, you want to be doing a little more work, a little more something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you hit the Metcon on Tuesday. So is that in addition to that work or is it just CrossFit class or, or, or that work in the, uh, the fitness center, one or the other, or is it both? Um, so if that happens on Tuesday, I try not doing it on Saturday morning where then I'll do the chest and back workout on Saturday. Um, like I just do the wide just to get a good, a good conditioning set, uh, just a good conditioning workout in just, just cause just to get the heart rate up. And that's originally why I came to the gym was mostly CrossFit. So I kind of, I, I do miss it sometimes. Yeah. It's good to hop in from time to time. You know, we're at the beginning of a training cycle, you know, mm. so you know, no biggie there. Uh, I pick my battles now when it comes to CrossFit class. So if we're far away from a weightlifting meet, all right, cool. You know, make, like, like I said yeah. before, make yourself happy. Well, two, two weeks before I usually don't touch CrossFit before any meet or, um, yeah, or um, at least I'm not doing like the, um, the doubles where I did CrossFit and then come into barbell. Like it's made a world of difference. Yeah, definitely on, on your lifts. I mean, we've had a lot of great success you know, recently, uh, like, I mean, we were talking about this uh, yesterday, uh, since the beginning of the year, you've set 30 brand new personal records, which mm-hmm. is that might be a personal records on personal records in the it, club. It, I don't know. I don't know if anyone it, else has had that big of a run at the beginning of the year. Oh, 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 I thought you meant for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if anyone had that either. I didn't mean like, Oh, it is like, Oh, no one's, no one's done this ever. <laughs> Hey, hey, you never know. I mean, the only way to know would be to go back and count. You know, I mean, uh, I, I know Bella's had some PR sprees that were pretty untouchable. Frank's been on some PR sprees. So it's like, yeah, but this is the Schaff PR spree right now. And really what I did was I just went back and I counted all the videos that are posted of you on the Instagram page because all of them are PRs. And there are some other, you know, little 
outlier PRs that wouldn't necessarily be on there. Things like opening heavier at a meet, you know, uh, or mm-hmm. maybe something where I just didn't get the camera on it and I, or something you did on a Saturday. Um, so, so far you've been having a lot of great success. Uh, tell me if a, this may have changed. We've talked about this in the past, but what's going through your head when you're taking on a PR lift? Like how, how do you get your mental focus ready? Like you've been doing it 30 times. Like it's, I feel like PRing is starting to become a regular thing for you. So how, how do you, how do you get prepared and have you changed anything in your mental preparedness? Um, I'll usually start the beginning of the day, just thinking about the lift. That's kind of how it starts. I'm just like focusing on that the whole time. Like I'm just thinking about that. Like if I'm at work, I'm also still thinking about that too. Like it's, it's kind of obsessive when I get into it. Like if I know we're going for a PR that day, it's like, Oh, I'm going for this lift and this gun is going to happen. Even if it doesn't happen, but like, I, I truly believe before we even start working out, like it's going to happen. I think that's I like important to like thing. just have that energy out there. What? Yeah. I, I think that that's an important type of energy to have out there. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. I, at least I think it's, at least I think it works for me. Um, I guess before going for a lift depends on the lift. Like say if it's a PR snatch PR clean and jerk, I have a whole routine that I kind of set up. I do the same thing for, uh, when I'm going for, uh, for meets i'll have like the same setup before going for any lift too um i guess you mean, if I'm you mean your physical for, setup yeah my physical setup just like a, a little mini routine kind of thing um i guess for my other like strength lifts i just try to put on this right song that like i'm feeling at that time and then try to just go for the lift from there yeah well let, let's break this down we got three three components of this we have the the, the pre-session mindset of stating your goal and believing in your goal and essentially living your goal. Like you're walking in, you know, with like your gym bag, which is like your briefcase and you're going to work. Like, like we're going to get this done. And then you have your physical prep to get ready for the lift. And then you also have that auditory help of a song, which I mean, like you do it for the strength lifts, but sometimes it pops up for a weightlifting lift here and there. There's a a spell there where we're listening to the Mandalorian theme, you know, quite a bit. And yeah. That's always fun restarting it over and over. Like maybe mm-hmm. you missed the first couple of attempts. So it's like, we're restarting that song again and waiting for the big climax of it. So let's mm-hmm. talk about first the, um, the belief system. Is that something that you're bringing into weightlifting from other sports that you've played like soccer? Um, no, it's literally started from weightlifting. Um, again, it's just like an obsessive kind of like person, uh, obsessive thing that I have that I just want to hit this lift. I, um, I did it when I was training powerlifting too. Like it, when I would go for like a max back squat or something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's not from any other sport because I don't really, uh, count the time I was training for powerlifting because uh, I didn't really go anywhere with it. I didn't really try any competitions or anything like that. Because uh, I was only a year into it, then I found CrossFit. I found weightlifting, which I just fell in love with. Awesome! Now you're on team weightlifting, which is good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're on on the right team now. So uh, uh, it's it's something that developed from weightlifting, and I think it's it's something that everybody should do. 
you know, if you have a goal for the next day, you know, go to bed and tell yourself, well, all right, tomorrow I'm, I'm snatching a hundred kilos and then wake up in the morning, like, okay, today's the day I'm snatching a hundred and carry that with you throughout the day. Uh, do you use this method outside of weightlifting? Like, so this is something that started in weightlifting. Does it trickle into the rest of your life, maybe work or anything else? Um, it started, um, I, I used it when I was studying for like any, uh, any of my classes, um, just again, with like that obsessive, obsessive personality to like study that because I, I used to be that student that never really studied until maybe my senior year. And, um, that's around the time I started getting more serious with like weightlifting and I started transitioning into like that mindset into my studies as well. Just like I, uh, I would start thinking about a test maybe a week before, uh, two weeks beforehand and just really get down and studying into it. And then believing that like, oh, I'm getting above a A minus for this test. And the, usually the goal is to get above A minus. Um, otherwise for work right now, it's uh, I, I don't really use that mindset at all because I'm still kind of newer. Uh, they're still training me. So it's more like I'm just coming in every day to kind of survive you're going to go in one day and be like, today I become the manager. Today I become the manager. You come in, you just go in, you're in the office, you sit at the desk and you're like, I'm the manager now, you know? And they're like, oh, all right. I mean, the confidence coming off this guy is pretty, pretty strong. I guess he's a manager now. And then you're like, I have no idea what the manager is supposed to be doing right now. I feel like some managers don't know what they're doing either. So. Oh, baby. That's a whole, yeah, that's a whole, whole topic on its own. But I, I think that's really cool that you were able to take something from training because we we say this quite a bit that you know the training we do in the weight room is you know it's for our sport weightlifting and it's to be fitter better all that stuff but it should also translate out into your everyday life you know like it makes you stronger for challenges or things that you might come across out there in the world and i know for me like thinking from a student perspective there were tons of times where i didn't study or even if i did study i was like I'm totally going to fail this test today. Like the whole, the energy was totally different. I wasn't, I, I can tell you, I never once walked into an exam saying, I'm going to ace this thing today. <laughs> ne never once happened, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe if I came in with the right kind of attitude and right kind of energy, even if I didn't prepare as optimally as I should have, maybe mm -hmm. that little boost of confidence could have helped me make better decisions on the exam. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I can, I used to be that kind of student too, where I just show up in my classes Honestly, it didn't hit me until senior year to study or anything. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's um, that's an important lesson to learn right here from from Yushaf on, you know, just having that that belief and changing your mindset and your attitude and kind of setting a focus for the day and telling yourself, this is what I'm going to do today. Now, what happens, though, when you told yourself in the early a.m., you wake up, OK, I'm going to snatch 225 pounds today. Then you come into training and it's not there. How do you, how do you adjust now for that? Well, I don't adjust until maybe after the training session. Like you, you definitely notice like where I just get more angry or like more to like pretty sad after like my lifting session or anything like that, or like I'm screaming in the room or I kind of, or I'm just not as focused anymore. Like it does affect me. Like, um, but I, I try to just try to, I try to brush it off for the next training session, but I've noticed that I leave it. Like if I miss, uh, we usually start with our snatches and if I don't hit that snatch that I want, it will trans 
transition to my uh, clean and jerk or like whatever accessory workout that we're also doing. So I kind of want to stop that. Yeah. I just don't know how I'm going to do that. I think, I think halting that progression of disappointment and, you know, the outcome I wanted on one movement didn't happen. So that means the rest of the session might be a wash is definitely something we should work on. Because if you think about it, I mean, uh, it could happen at a weightlifting meet where you bomb out on the snatch, but we're still going to do the clean and jerk, right? Like we're not going to grab our bag and, and take our shoes off and, and go home, you know? Uh, mm. <laughs> I think I might go home. <laughs> no, 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 no. People, people do that, it, but it is, and it is a hard thing to do to get your belt and put your, you know, thumb tape back on and start working on clean and jerk and go out there and make some lifts on clean and jerks. And then hopefully, you know, clean and jerks go a little bit better or if they're going off the rails, make an adjustment. But uh, I, that's definitely a thing in weightlifting where you want to have the resiliency to bounce back. And there are some meets where I, I'm not sure what level of meat they still do this on. Um, maybe the American Open, something like that. Maybe like an AO. Uh, I know at some meets, you bomb out on the snatch, you're eliminated. Other meets at a higher level, you might bomb out on the snatch, but maybe you could still win a clean and jerk medal, right? Mm -hmm. So that's still something that can be taken from that competition. Or if you're at a local meet, you bomb out on the snatch. Okay, we just didn't have it on this day. Or maybe, you know, the context of why you bombed out is important. Hey, we're trying to qualify for something. And that's exactly what we needed to do to qualify. And we just didn't do it. All right, cool. We, we're, we're, we're aiming pretty high on, on what we're, our goal is for the day. But you bomb out. And then you could say, okay, I bombed out in a snatch, but I'm still going to try to beat everybody and out clean and jerk everybody and mm. win the clean and jerk. I mean, it's a, that's a, a still something that's important. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, I'm just never in that situation. So I, I, all right, I, I, can, I can promise you that uh you will be in it someday if you take this sport you know far far enough and keep doing more meets it's it's inevitable like we'll keep trying to make as smart decisions as we can but at some point things will happen you know and, and it's how, how you react to that adversity and those obstacles when they pop up is what will shape you further as a weightlifter like you bomb out you pack up your shoes you go home that whole thing that shapes you one way Versus, all right, let's put it behind us. We'll readjust the snatch later and let's rock the clean and jerks. That shapes you a whole nother way, you mm -hmm. know? And if you think about it, anyone who is a champion in this sport has bombed out. And I'd be willing to bet that more of them have bombed out and went on to do the clean and jerk if they're able to, than than not. You know, I feel like the people that are going to quit the competition on a given day are the ones that will end up quitting the sport before they reach that next level. I don't know. Uh, Fernando Reyes, he's never, never bombed out ever in his professional career. Well, Hey, I mean, he's, he's a remarkable man, you know, yeah. he's, he's fun, fun, fun to watch. And some people do do that, you know, but I, uh, everybody has their own different circumstances. How, how do you think you can improve upon this and move on from having a bad snatch session, bad start of the training session, and then reset for the clean and jerk um i guess giving myself a couple minutes beforehand to uh like right after the snatch give myself a couple minutes before we start the clean and jerk just to kind of reset my reset my head mm -hmm. i guess 
Um, maybe go for a walk down the hall or something. Just kind of. Yeah, get some air outside or something like that. I don't know. We can uh, hopefully it doesn't happen in any training sessions coming up, but it's most likely going to happen, and then uh, we'll experiment. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 all this stuff happens, you know, there's no way around it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure when you were playing soccer, you had days where you're like, my <laughs> foot cannot just, can just not work with this ball today. Like it just doesn't, it, you know, or you feel slow or sluggish and everyone's yeah. like outrunning you. I'm sure there were situations that were similar. Yeah, there was, there were, it was mostly uh, if I was willing to go up for a ball in the air or not, because I wasn't always the tallest person, but like I could, I beat, I could be bigger people that were bigger than me in the air for the ball so it was mostly those those situations Mm -hmm. well i think you know that this will be a first a first step and we'll essentially be practicing you know on rebounding and training and maybe maybe one thing we could do is if we're having a, a rough day on the snatch but typically we try to do you know three strikes and you're out you know three misses and we bump it down and try to ramp back up Maybe, you know, you bump it down like we did the other day and just end on a couple makes, you know, just remind yourself, hey, you can snatch. It's just maybe for whatever reason, those top end numbers weren't there today. Like we're tired. We eat enough bad sleep. There's a million things that kind of factor into these very sensitive movements. But just remind yourself, hey, you can still do this and you're still doing something that a very small percentage of people on this planet are doing. So just even dropping it down to 135 or 155 pounds and snatching it once and calling it a session and moving on mentally to the clean and jerk, you're like of a very small percentile of people on the planet who did just that, you know, just snatch that way, which is pretty cool. I like to think about that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. I, but it's like, am I pulling myself with everyone in the world or am I pulling myself with other weightlifters? Both. I don't know. I guess both. Got you. <laughs> I guess if it's a sense of like, other weightlifters i guess they're doing it so well if you're pulling yourself with other weightlifters how many weightlifters do you think that day also had a bad day yeah probably a lot of them yeah i would have, I, I bet probably a lot of them you know yeah. it's just, that's it's just uh the nature of this this sport it's an easy sport to quit it's a sport that'll make you kind of rethink things when you're like like why can't i do this like i've seen we've had meltdowns in the barbell club of people like you know the bench press bench one day, uh, someone flipped flipped that bench. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember? Uh, remember Sean? Really, really tall dude. He used to do CrossFit too, but he's also in Barbell Club. He was like right before you, right before you joined the club. Then, uh, then now. Okay. Well, really, really tall dude, and like he would just get really like bent out of shape on days where, he, like, he would make like a small error or just like it just wasn't there, you know. And then one day he just turned around and like grabbed the bench and just flipped it over and and walked out and it's just wow yeah it's like some people will have a a little mini meltdown it's normal i hope he's okay oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah he's okay he he got he got over it like i said all right look man it's cool that you're you're upset like it's normal it's normal it's gonna happen you know but you can't do that don't 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 yeah flip flip the bench uh wait what happened what what happened what led up to him flipping the bench again just missing snatches just mi- missing snatches yeah that's I, it. yeah i can i can relate to that he's okay got it yeah i can relate to it too i've been mm-hmm. there i've been there i've i've sworn at the bar before i've Ooh. wanted to to kick the plates in the bar but i realized that would only bring me more pain 
you know? So it's like, because then, because that, that's the situation where like you go to kick the plate and then you stub your toe and now you're <laughs> even more mad and your toe hurts. <laughs> and then, and then you, and then you go to snatch and then you're just completely, it's just a, a day where you just have to leave the gym. So I try to, <laughs> I try to stop myself before those types of things happen. Mm-hmm. Just know if there was a bench at the AO, I would have flipped it. Well, yeah, there was a bench. There was two guys sitting on it. Ah, uh, then maybe that's why I couldn't. Flip it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm missing all your warm ups at the AO. But hey, you know, we went out there and we hit our opener and we got a score in the competition. And you know, really, that's all that matters, right? I mean, like, of course, like, <laughs> of course, it was stressful, you know, before. But hey, we got we we made lifts. We still made lifts. Yeah. Now, that's the, we kind of segued away from your, your whole approach now to your lifting into the physical part. You used to kind of hang back behind the bar and tap your toes on the floor. And that's kind of gone away. And now you kind of pull out uh, each one of your fingers. So you go through all 10 digits, you know, pulling them out away from the hand, kind of cracking, you know, like the knuckles, if you will. Uh, when did that start and what do you think that's doing for you? Um, I think I started in maybe late November, early December. It had to be before we uh, were going for Christmas and kilos. Or I think maybe it started the day of Christmas and kilos, really. Um, so pretty much the sequence is like I start from my pinky on my left hand. I go up all the way to my thumb. And then I start with my right hand, go from my pinky all the way through my thumb. And then I use my thumb to crack my pointer finger on my right hand. And I don't know, that just makes my hands feel better approaching to the bar. It makes the bar almost feel lighter, I guess. Um, Do you feel like it, it, your, your grip feels stronger? Like you're just like, hey, I feel locked in to the bar yeah, right now? Mm-hmm. Like uh, it, I definitely feel stronger. Uh, my grip definitely feels stronger. I feel like it's in the right position because sometimes I won't like, um, kind of curl my hand over the bar so uh, my knuckles are facing down if that makes sense yeah yeah it i i don't know i don't know why i do it really but it, it just feels good like i'll always change up my routine just to whatever the f- flow is of my workouts beforehand or just like whatever i'm feeling um like like you said i used to do the toe tap um now i'm doing the fingers so it might change in the future might do a mix i don't know <laughs> i like that you're gonna be doing a little right right toe tap left toe tap pinkies all the way through and then all of a sudden i'm like we have three seconds to lift what are you doing back there as you're like like rubbing your ears and wiggling your nose like it just becomes this really like elaborate like like thing where you're hitting every joint and part of your body uh, as long as it fits within a minute and you can still do the lift i think you're okay though mm-hmm. Those very last seconds. Yeah, but I, I think um, it, it's a cool thing that you're kind of on to here. And I think everyone should try it. You know, like if, if you're not sure about what he's talking about when he says he's pulling out the fingers on his hand, uh, we've all had the older family member who or someone who might want to tell you the joke like, hey, pull my finger, right? And you know what happens when they go to pull your finger, but you pull, <laughs> you pull their finger and it kind of creates space in those joints in the hand and in the finger. So just do that yourself to each of the digits. That's what you're doing, right, Shaf? Yep. Except you're not, you're, you're not, uh, you know, passing gas every single time. Every single <laughs> well, you, time. You, you don't know that. 
I, I would hope, I would hope you're not doing it. All of a sudden, everyone in the class is like, what is happening? But but it but it's um it makes sense what you're feeling because if you think about it, your hands have so many nerve endings. It's how you interact with the world. It's it's how you know if something's hot or cold, you know, mm -hmm. hard or soft. So it's uh it, it makes sense to kind of exciting all those nerve endings and getting a little bit of, of input into your hands would help you feel better connected to the bar. And if if your hands are beat up, you know, that makes maybe you did an intense grip workout, or maybe you just don't take care of your hands at all. It, it could affect your lifting. Like if your hands feel weak, your body's going to feel weak and you might slow down your movement. So I think like this is an important thing for people to try. Like, hey, like maybe even uh, something simple as rubbing your hands together or clapping them together, just kind of get some hand movement right before you do a big lift. Yeah, uh, I guess everyone in the club has to try it now. <laughs> We're going to add it into the warm up. We're going to add it into the warm up. <laughs> so we're, we'll do that. We'll do toe taps. We'll teach everybody the uh, the brand new shaf approach. <laughs> It's going to be exciting. <laughs> so so we, we've discussed, we've broken down your mental approach to a training day and the, the lifts, your physical approach now, which so everyone should try both of these things. Let's try the Schaff method. Uh, what's the what, what's on the headphones? What's what's the the hype song currently for the big lifts? What's what's um, going on in the headphones? So currently it's uh, is the. Attack on Titan theme song opener, uh, Sasageo, which it, it kind of fires me up because like the meaning behind the song is uh, give me your heart. So I'm like, oh, I'm giving my heart to weightlifting. Kind of corny, but I'm giving my heart for this lift pretty much. That's the most beautiful thing you've ever said, Shaf. <laughs> if, if you say so. <laughs> I, I think so. That's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I've other songs I've also tried are, um, I don't know, I, I guess any Eminem song, but I haven't really been listening to him that much. Um, I don't even know. Uh, oh, uh, any, I guess any Bad Bunny song, definitely any Bad Bunny song. But the, the main the song, yeah, that's, you're right. But the, the, main, the main song right now is the Sagio. So, so that's the main song and you've had other songs. What does the interview process look like for you? Like when you're looking for a song to, all right, this could be my new hype song. Are you holding auditions? You know, like, all right, I'll try this before a lift. That didn't work. You know, all right, I'll let me try this next song. That didn't work. Or you're at home listening to them. What are you looking for in a song? And how do you dial into the song of the moment? Oh, I guess I'm, I'm not really looking for any song. It's just uh, if I have it playing in the car or, um, if I'm listening to it for whatever reason, or if I'm at work and I have like music in my ears and I, I just feel myself getting fired up for whatever reason, it's like, oh, that'll become the song or like, I'll try it in a workout. That'll become like become the song. Okay. So it's um, more organically. You're not actively searching. Yeah. Um, the only reason Sasageo kind of went on is because I was listening to it before like the show would come on. Um, so that's why that kind of fired, uh, has been firing me up. Um, what well, also that helps song? that there's like the intro, like montage paired with that song of people like flying through the air, cutting giants in half and stuff like that, and yeah. swords and guns, and it's so all I, I can kind of see what you know how that kind of all plays into it. Mm -hmm. I've uh, I've actually I actually have a new song that I, I might try. 
um it's called black catcher it's for like another show i'm watching too and it's like wow that one kind of fires me up too okay so maybe we'll see that tomorrow maybe maybe i i've been crunching the numbers for tomorrow shop so i your, I, your fate is already known here as we go into week two of our brand new training cycle uh one how are you feeling after week one and um, and how, how you how you feeling going into week two uh I guess after my last session on Saturday, I was kind of beat, but again, I had like my whole mental health day and I, I did go on a walk yesterday, just get the blood flowing too. I went on a walk today too. Um, I'm feeling good. Like I feel, I feel recovered. I definitely don't feel as bad as uh, I did Friday night. So I'm feeling good. Okay. This is good. So we're, we're prepared. I mean, we have, you know, some time sets tomorrow. Every two minutes, snatch doubles. One of those snatches is a top-down snatch. And then we'll do the same thing with the clean and jerks. And then we have front squat work that we're going to do. And it's all based on percentages and stuff that we did last week. So it sh- I-, I think it shouldn't be as intense as last week. Although last week was our last Monday's snatch workout was dubbed the hardest workout we've ever done, which I don't know. That seems like a the, controversial statement. The clean and jerk. The clean and jerk. The, the clean and jerk one? Yeah, that's the one everyone was saying that they're on the ground afterwards on. All right, I still disagree. I still I still disagree. <laughs> uh, it, uh, were, were you on the ground? And do you think that's the hardest thing we've done so far? I had a seat, so I was sitting down. <laughs> okay. Well, see, hey, there's there's another aspect of the shaft method. You pull in a stool from the uh, from the hallway or sometimes they're just in the room and uh, you have a chair. Nah, not my method. I sold that from Haley. Hey, it's... Uh, I guess it's the club method now. Everyone's adopting it. Uh, I, I don't know how people stay standing throughout the whole thing. You know, um, weightlifters have doing, to sit down. Mm-hmm. If you're doing imams, like every minute on the minute with like clean and jerk uh, or snatch, like I need, I definitely need to be standing because if I sit down, I don't want to get back up. Oh, I sit down. I have it timed yeah, in. Like I'm, yeah, I'm trying. I have it all timed in. If I hit my lift within the first like 20 seconds, then I get 40 seconds in that chair. And I'm not getting up until, you know, there's about 10 seconds left before the timer is about to go off. That way I'm just in position. I mean, if it works for you, it works. I know Haley does the same thing too. Like she sits down while she's doing imams too. Yeah. I mean, I'm old, so I need to sit down. (laughs) I need to rest. I need to recover. And then, then I'll go over there begrudgingly and and do the lift. I mean, you're not that old. What do you mean? (laughs) Do you see these gray hairs? Do you see that? I feel like that's pretty premature. Maybe I don't know. It's up, up for debate. So <laughs> we we've done this thing in the last bunch of training cycles, and I kind of feel like this has helped you get a lot of these new personal records that you've achieved. Is we've been basing a lot of your training off of either goal maxes or theoretical maxes, and not necessarily your current max. So mm-hmm. for example, it, when your snatch was. 210 pounds i was basing things off of like 225 pounds and i I still am so that means your training weights are typically heavier when it says 70 percent on the board for a lot of people in the club depending on the level that they're at it might actually be 70 percent of the current max whereas for you it's 70 percent of where we're trying to get to ultimately and where we're close to getting to and i i think it's worked out well uh yeah, sure. 
I mean, you're never happy about it. Uh, especially, yeah, no, because like uh, when we do our, when like you'd move it, uh, when you would do our, our my percentage on like clean and jerks, uh, you would do it like at 315 or like 300, a number that I've never even touched before. And then I have to do uh, uh, a clean pull from it and try to bring the bar all the way up to my chest, but I can barely get it past my stomach or like yeah. my hips. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what you want from me at that point. Oh, I want you to lift that bar. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like, I, like the, the funny part about it is you, you come in and you've already done the math. You're probably like at work and you're like, oh, okay. All right. Here's that's the programming. What's, what's 75%. All right. Okay. It's that number. And then you come in and it's like 30 pounds heavier than the, than the weight you thought you were going to lift. And I don't know if that affects your mental state at all. You know, like when you see that, if that does anything, um, but uh, it, it's been working from a standpoint of, especially for your snatches, sometimes I'll do the math and your work set snatches are just like, they're so light, you know, like they're, they're so light to the point where I don't feel like you're going to get a whole lot out of it. And if I bump up your max weight, you know, or the goal weight to base those percentages off of, it still puts you at, at kind of like a weight that it's like pretty easy for you. You know, like if, if your work sets are around 70 kilos, 155 pounds, that's a pretty routine mm -hmm. weight for you. You know, it's just at those top ends, we haven't broken through those top end weights to get the percentages to match that. So I've just been bumping it up to that because I know we can snatch 225 pounds. We just haven't connected with it for X, Y, Z reason. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not complaining about the snatches. Um, it's mostly the cleans. Like I know I can do those snatches. Yeah, it's just the clean. Yeah. Well, hey, we're trying to clean and jerk 315 pounds by the end of the year. And it's April now. Like they, it started off where we were kind of in a mode of like, hey, it's still early in the year, early in the year. And I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like the year's flying by now. It's definitely flying by. I'm not, it's it's April. That's crazy. Uh I still feel like it's like January for some reason. Like time hasn't moved since then if that makes sense uh, i don't know for me it's time is speeding up so it's uh uh we're, we're racing through the year next thing you know it's going to be memorial day then it's going to be june and july and it's the summer i feel like this summer is going to fly by way yeah. faster than the last summer just because last summer and spring <clears throat> that's when time slowed down because we couldn't do anything and everybody was just stuck in the house and i feel like now it's going to be a little different I feel like the world is going to start speeding up a little bit. And next thing you know, it's going to be December and we're putting 315 on that bar. It's, it's going to, if I, even if I can't move the bar off my hips, it's, we're putting it on the bar December 31st, 2021. Yep. Well, hey, we're going to, we're going to keep squatting heavy. We're going to keep pushing the squats because mm -hmm. uh, we've been pushing this. We've pushed the squats a lot at the beginning of the year. And that's certainly another thing that I think has helped you. Uh, you're really good about asking for extra work. Like, hey, can I get a Saturday workout a day four? And on those Saturday workouts, and even at the beginning of the year, when we weren't really pushing the squats, we added squats for you to do before Barbell Club. So you've been pushing the squats more than anybody in the club for since the beginning of the year. And we've seen a huge spike in your lifts increasing, which of course, makes sense because progress on the squats drives progress on the snatch and clean and jerk. Yeah, it, well, like the uh, squats, like the most 
fundamental movement for those uh for those lifts right yeah definitely and right now your one max is 385 on the back squat and mm. last year this time we were at 345 and we had been stuck and plateaued at 345 you know for like a year prior to that like you were stuck at 345 for a long time now you're repping it out like well what have you done 345 at was it eight or six reps uh it had to be the six rep six rep okay so you turned your one rep max into your six rep max that's pretty darn good yeah yeah you could probably make that into a 10 rep hey you're gonna regret asking for that someday <laughs> yep <laughs> next time next time we go for tens i think your 10 rep max is 315 so yeah. hey let's put another 30 30 pounds on there and go for it for sure I think with that 315, when we were testing that out, I had like another five reps in it. Yeah. Like I, I sold myself short on that one, but at the same time, we, uh, we were testing, we were doing uh, that Darth Vader one, I think. Yep. That too. That too. Which I still have to get around to editing the video for that. I've been really, really? slack. Yeah, I've, 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 I've been done. I thought it was already posted. No, no, no. I've not done anything with that. I've been completely slacking. So you guys kind of, you guys like went through that pain back in January and I haven't done a darn thing with it yet. So wow. I, I need to get on that. My bad. Ah, I thought that was done. No, no. Soon, soon. That'll, that'll be coming out soon. Well, let's talk about this extra work. You know, what, why do you ask for extra work? I've talked about this on the podcast before. That is a great thing that you do. It shows initiative. It shows that you want to get better. What's what's the rationale from you on like why you want extra squats, why you want uh, an extra day's worth of programming to work on your weightlifting? Like like where where's the motivation? Because I love the taking of initiative and saying, hey, I want more. Can I do more? Um, other than the fact that I'd be bored without it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I just I think. It's just because I know I need the extra work um, that I'm not I'm not like a crazy lifter or I'm not I'm not making like an impact into the sport where I can say, oh, I can not I can do less or you know, what I mean, if that if that makes sense, like I need I feel like I need to do more to get better. Like I'm not at at the at the at this point in time in my weightlifting career, I'm not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. with my numbers like I don't I don't want any championships like that I just want my numbers to go up where and I mean we know the goal is 315 on the clean jerk where is that where you want to be right now or what where do you want to be right now no those are just benchmark numbers uh I I want to hit 315 and then after that I want to go for 365 after that I just want to go or to the moon I guess at that point 400 400 meet up with frank up there yeah hey the race is on frank who's no, no, no 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 it's not a race it's not a race he's already who's getting the 400 pounds first clean jerk is it frank is it shop it is frank <laughs> absolutely frank all of a sudden shop comes out of left field may 15th yeah that's when you start uh get testing me after that hey that's not my job <laughs> but at the same time don't do anything funny so. <laughs> we got to keep it clean we got to keep it clean now with all this recent progress that you've had do you ever look back at the last complete year of training you know like from april to april all things considered with the lockdowns last spring and summer 
working out in your garage in the cold and also in the extreme heat, sweating your butt off and doing all that stuff. And then eventually getting back in the gym and having to lift with mask on and then doing your first competition in over almost a year. Like, do you ever reflect back on that and think about how all of that fed into where you currently are now? Um, yeah, I, I definitely do think about that time. Uh, I think about how working in my garage was probably the best experience of my, of, of like my weightlifting career, like, uh, or, uh, just weightlifting. Um, cause it was, so, it was so difficult. Um, so what uh, we went to lockdown that March, which we, which in, we started working out instantly in my garage after that. And it was just so cold in my garage where I could barely touch the bar, but I knew I had to get the work done. So I put a heater in the garage, to see if that worked. It barely worked. Um, and then after that, going into like the summer, like the, my garage would just be hot as hell. Like I'm working out in a sauna where I, some days I just didn't want to show up cause it was so hot or I would start working out and I'm like, ah, I don't want to finish this workout or I don't want to hit these numbers that I told myself that I would. Um, but then I would have my parents come in or my sister come in just to watch, just to motivate me a little bit more. It's like, oh, somebody else is watching me do this. That means I have to do it. Um, that, that's still so awesome. I love that they came in to, to watch you lift and gave you an audience because it's not like you were able to just like show up at the gym and the rest of the team is there and then you can feed off of their energy and that might help you through the session. Yeah, it, it was definitely great having them there. Um, they're just watching me doing something that they barely understand and then seeing me do these lifts that they feel like I would hurt myself with. Were they ever like impressed with like uh, the way it looks when you do it or the amount of weight? And they're like, wow, like you're like, you've gotten really good at this. Like any, any compliments? Oh no. Yeah. All the time. Uh, when I was lifting in the garage, um, honestly, like whenever I show them my videos, they always get excited about it too. I've just not invited them to any competitions yet. Cause like, that's a whole different mess. Um, so they, they always get excited with my, with my videos cause they're, they're like, wow, you're moving these weights that I never thought that someone I they would know could. Like, mm-hmm. it's like something you just hear about somebody else doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, maybe, you know, they haven't been to a meet yet. Things are still kind of, you know, clearing up with, you know, COVID and everything and, and people going to events and spectators. But maybe step one of them experiencing you in the full expression of your craft single it on competition, three judges, you know, three lifts on, on the snatch and clean jerk is just uh send them the live stream and let them watch that way and be like, okay, like they're shop in action right now, other side of town. And then that eventually will turn into maybe, maybe States, maybe uh state championships is the one that they come out to watch you lift on the big stage. Maybe, maybe because I usually think about my lifting. Like it's, for me, it's not really for them. It's what I do. Um, so if they were there, I would, I'd probably kind of worry about like what are, what's kind of going through their heads because I'm, I'm a weirdo like that. It's like when I was at my soccer games or yeah, when I was at my soccer games, my parents, if they did come, they would kind of freak out a little bit whenever I would go run through someone or uh, someone would slide tackle me or someone would go for my ankles or anything like that. 
they would kind of freak out a little bit and like then i'll have a conversation in the car about like oh you shouldn't be doing that and i'm like it's a game I, yeah no like, my, I, my yeah my mom would be the exact same way like like you're gonna hurt yourself like like why why are you doing that you know my baby the whole thing <laughs> yep i think the worst was like whenever i would go for like an air ball and just like i would hit it with my head and they're like oh don't do that you might get a concussion but it's like i'm hitting it with like that uh the right position with like my forehead line i mean sometimes i would get on the top of my head and I'm like out for a second but we won't talk about that they don't know about that. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like i'm not gonna get a concussion but i may have a concussion <laughs> but, but it's, it's okay we won't talk about it <laughs> they're never there for that one so it's okay um yeah well that that that's good I, who knows who, who knows what will happen you know at, at least they appreciate and support what you're doing right yeah yeah they definitely so that, they're really good about that they now uh, always support me with like whatever i did with with the, the success that you had you know and what you had to go through which i mean not only is training for weightlifting hard like we talked about before but training through weightlifting under the circumstances that we all had to over the last year is really difficult and it could have been really really easy to quit what stopped you from quitting weightlifting and just be like all right i'll just wait for gyms to open up i'm not going to do this in my garage oh i definitely just couldn't do that to myself um i'd be so bored i'd be gaining so much weight at that point which like i mean i gained weight because like I, w- I wasn't doing any crossfit at the same time too and i was still eating like i was doing weightlifting and crossfit at the same time so um i was just eating a lot um that's how but, we went up a class yeah it, was, it, it wasn't like we planned it um hey 81 kilo life yeah i wasn't paying attention um but yeah i couldn't i just couldn't do it because i don't know i had i still had to do like other things in my life like uh i had to continue doing my internship i had to continue taking my classes i had to finish like graduating um and the world was going crazy too so like weightlifting really was like an escape for me at that point just some just something I could do to kind of just like ease my mind uh just have something that I had to do every week routinely and it and, and something that I enjoyed too at the same time yeah I that that makes sense I mean the the barbell kept a lot of people sane you know over you know the last year and it's an important tool not only in training but in life yeah and uh if I did, if I didn't start, work, if I didn't work out during that time, like I know, like once we got back and I'm not moving the way I should be, or like, I'm not moving the weights that I was before, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. That, that would suck. I mean, uh, imagine like you work so hard to get to a certain level, then you take all this time off. And when you come back, you realize I could be so much more better now if I had mm-hmm. just put in the work over the last like three or four months, but I didn't. So now like I'm behind where I was when I stopped, like, that's, that's always a frustrating thing. That's kind of like, like, like when you lose a lot of weight and then you gain it all back and then you lose a lot of weight and you gain it all back. You always feel like you're starting over every single time. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that just sounds like a living hell at that point. So you're always reaching the same goal over and over again to only fail. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, isn't that like the, uh, the the definition of insanity is like doing the same thing over and over and over again, you know, without the, yeah, different results pretty much i mean that sometimes i think about that with weightlifting (laughs) i don't when we don't hit those numbers well hey all right to be fair we're all crazy for doing this like yes like if you're a weightlifter you're probably crazy like you're a crazy person like you come in every day 
and you either have a good day or you have your soul crushed and then you come right back in the next day for more and you're doing things like we talked about earlier that the uh the average person wouldn't do you're diving under weights that could crush you like a bug but for some reason we all love it and it's a big part of our life yeah well what's the term is like methodist or methodist or something like that it's like um, someone who continues to like to inflict pain on themselves just because they enjoy it. Oh, a, a masochist? Yeah, masochist. There we go. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. There's, there's a little bit of that going on. It's pretty much everyone at the gym, like including CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, hey, and, and you know, some people like the pain or some people just like to suffer in a group. You know, at least that's what makes training in a group help. It's that shared pain and that camaraderie yeah. that comes along with it. Yeah. Misery does like company. Is that, does that help you get through some of our tougher barbell club sessions? Like how do you feed off of the energy of others in the room? Um, it definitely helps, but it's also a bad thing too at the same time. Cause like when one person's energy is down, it kind of hits the other person and uh, it slowly hits another person and then it hits another person. And it's like, oh, now everyone's kind of down for the day or it, it, vice versa with someone's up and then somebody else is also up and then it just moves that energy just goes throughout the whole room and then everyone's just having a good time um yeah so i guess i guess it really depends yeah it depends on the day maybe and maybe we need to have someone like uh like almost like a plant you know like or like 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 fit rig the game where it's <laughs> like all right if if someone notices that more than like a certain percentage of us are having a bad day then you need to fake it till you make it. And like someone has to start pretending like they're having a good day, you know, and, and then maybe that will reverse that infectious, you know, energy the other way. Maybe, maybe we can, we can try it. We yeah, can try. we can try. All right. I, I need to figure out who's going to be that person. Unless definitely that, Donnie. Definitely Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. Donnie's always having a good day. It has to be Donnie. <laughs> all right. It'll be Donnie. I'll, I'll let him know. Like, all right. Hey, Donnie, if you see, you see Miguel, screaming at the floor or the ceiling and you see the shaft swearing and everyone's shoulders are slumped and everyone's down then you need to just have a, start having a party over here on this platform and invite <laughs> invite everyone to it and let's all have, have a good time again <laughs> no i can he can he can do it i know donnie can be our energy definitely now mm-hmm. going back to that what we were talking about of just kind of like seeing how the last year and all the hardships that you had to go through have helped you get to where you are now, not quitting, grinding out the work, you know, putting in all the hard reps, and now you're having a lot of success now. Uh, What advice do you have for someone who might be new to the sport, new to weightlifting, and they want results tomorrow, but they're not getting them and they're getting a little impatient and they're thinking about switching programs. Like people do this all the time. Like they'll spend like two weeks on a program, they'll bounce to the next one and they change coaches all the time. They change teams all the time. You know, when the results don't come fast enough, meanwhile, you, one, you've done that before, like not not all that other stuff, but you've been kind of that impatient person before on like wanting, Mm -hmm. you know, like the snatch PR right now. And it's going to take several months of training to get that PR, but you want it right now. You've been in that situation and you've also been in the situation of having to ride out long plateaus on all of your PRs. And now you're in a situation of having put in the work and now you're reaping the benefits of it. So from all those different perspectives, what advice do you have from, for this person? Um, I guess uh, just be patient. Like it, this is sport, any, well, 
anything takes time to improve like what you're doing if you want to be the best at something it's going to take a long time you get uh you're not going to be able to get like those uh those results like those are um that's just impossible like you have to take your time you got to pay your dues you got to make sure you got you understand form like form and technique something you definitely need a drill in in the beginning just to keep just to be able to move like those heavier weights later like if you look at other athletes like uh just any other athletes like let's talk about lasha he's um he's he's a big guy who can snatch like almost 500 pounds it's like i think his best is like 491 or something like that something something big and he moves it so fast and perfect like it's the perfect snatch it's there's nothing wrong with it like you can't catch it any other way and that that technique right there like you need to work on that like you're if you're only moving 75 pounds on the bar it has to look amazing every time like if you if it's like a lucky catch here and there you should be working on technique with the empty bar again and then once you get to like 135 that's a benchmark right there if um, you're an athlete so that should look perfect every time as well until you get you keep on moving up like it takes time just take your time breathe and just know that those numbers are going to be there later you just have to keep on working on it i think what you said is important you know a lot of people you know there's a lot of pressure to just max out all the time you know and i know if you look at our social media it looks like that's all we do because there's just like tons and tons of videos on prs posted all the time and we do do we do go heavy often but I, I feel like what people don't see is all the percentage work that we do and all of the technique drilling that we do at the beginning of class, which is usually like a good solid 15 minutes of just bar work. And mm-hmm. they may not see that written on the board. It says go heavy or practice. And it might say that the vast majority of time, I don't think I write specifically max out too often anymore. Like go heavy doesn't necessarily mean one rep max you know it might mean might mean it might mean it for someone like it might mean it for Haley on last Friday because she was feeling it right yeah but for other people in the room they're like you know what? I'm just gonna take today and I'm, I'm gonna take small jumps and I'm, I'm gonna instead of singles I'm gonna do doubles I'm just gonna really just work the reps you know just work mm-hmm. the reps and that's my that's the max effort for them for the day so there's just so much that goes into it and I think that you know people that end up doing it on their own you know maybe there's just uh, what they see out there is only the Instagram videos. And then that might lead you to believe that that's all you have to do. Just keep trying to beat your head against the wall, go heavy, go heavy, go heavy. Meanwhile, there has to be a balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to be able to go heavy every single time. You might hit like a percentage up there, but it's not going to happen every time. Yeah. Now that being said, there may be a day where, you're not going to be able to go heavy, but there is a lot of value in trying to go heavy, you know, and it's just, again, it's a situational thing. You know, where are you in your training and your experience? How far away from a meet are you? And what did we do the day before? What are we doing the next day? You know, like if it's on a, if it's on a Wednesday, that's our, our strength position day, maybe, you know, you're not feeling it and okay, we're going off the blocks. All right. We don't have to PR off the blocks because in two days we're going to go heavy off the floor. You know, like it, 
even though there wasn't a percentage prescribed to blocks on Wednesday, it still doesn't mean, you know, that you have to redline it. Yeah. Um, that's like something you told me in like the um, maybe third or fourth months of like working with you. Cause like, I never really understand like their programming. Cause like you would always say one or max, but then you, but then you would explain to me like, Oh, we don't have to hit a one or max, just something heavy for the day. Cause uh, I think, well, the first two two months we were doing EMOM work and I was able to get my PR snatch. I was able to PR my snatch by like 50 pounds out of nowhere because it was just good that day. And it was, it was definitely a fluke. I don't know how that happened. It was I from think... like 135, then 185, then I almost hit 205. Uh, I was able to get under that over my head, but just couldn't stand up with it. Um, and that was only like my second month working with you. And I was like, wow. And then after that, I would just try to, Oh, 185 for my one rep max. We were working off those numbers all the time. And then after that, like, because we had to do EMOMs the next week with like the percentages of our one rep max. And it's like, oh, I can't move any of these weights. <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting situation to be in. I, I think you hit that PR. You were in Kim's corner, right? Yeah. It was, it was definitely because it was Kim's corner. Kim's energy was still there. So you had, so. you had gold medal strength and energy surging through your veins. <laughs> that day and and then and then you moved to another station and it was all still back on the corner you know and maybe kim was back that day she took her power back shop she took her power back maybe that's why bella prs all the time she's in that corner that that's true man you got to get there even earlier and take that corner although you're gonna no, i can't to, do that yeah you're gonna have to battle bella for it i don't think she'll yeah, allow it she'd win she would yeah win. yeah she's very 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 strong mm-hmm. well i mean that's um I think these are, are, are good things for people to hear, you know, because it can be, it can be daunting, especially if you're trying to do it on your own, you know, so it's, it's good to hear someone like yourself who you've been in the sport for a few years now, and you've been where possibly this person is, should this person be listening right now, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. that helps them. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, Hey, let's tell them another story that they might learn from. You just did a weightlifting meet last week last saturday the albany crossfit barbell club spring cleaning mm-hmm. and you pr'd your snatch 97 kilos which is a competition and lifetime pr you mm-hmm. pr'd your clean and jerk lifetime and comp 125 kilos and we set a new record total of 222 which is an 11 kilo increase on your total so pretty incredible day but that snatch pr i wish we had a video of it it's it was one of the most amazing things to ever happen mm-hmm. uh and you see these gray hairs that you were talking about that i'm not that old like some yeah. of, there's got to be one gray hair somewhere on my head that is from this situation like all these ones in my beard right here this is the arnold 2020 so this is the arnold this is your warm-up session arnold 2020 <laughs> and then somewhere else is this snatch but tell the story of your brand new pr snatch and how you how you did it um yeah that was a mess uh going uh, going after uh going up to a platform i uh i i I hit my uh 90 what three kilo snatch yep 93 right 93 and then yeah that was the opener and then i I went back to back to the chair that was over there for the athletes to just kind of sit down for the next lift i was following myself and i only had that two minute clock so you, uh, I do my normal routine. I put my music back into my ears, my headphones back into my ears, listen to like the same song that I've been repeating throughout my whole warm 
up, which is Sasage. Uh, <laughs> um, do, do you have like multiple versions of it on the place or do you have to physically restart it every time? I have to physically restart it every time. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't there like a repeat function on Spotify and stuff? Uh, yeah, there is. I just never use it for some reason, whatever reason. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Use that next time. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, so I'm just I'm sitting back at I'm sitting back on that chair and uh, one minute mark goes I'm like all right so it's almost time to go um, around like that 45 second mark I went to go chalk up and then it would around like the 30 minute mark I went up to the bar and then, then I hear you screaming your headphones and I then I hear Renee also say your headphones I'm like what and I'm like oh shit I still have my headphones in my ears. So then I, I try to rip off my headphones, try to throw it to Frank and um, my mask, my mask rips off. Um, and then I'm just panicking the whole time. And there's only this, this, at this point, it's like the 15 second mark, almost going down to like the 10 second mark while I'm trying to like struggle to put my, um, my mask back on over my ears while you're just screaming just take the lift. And I'm like, no, I need to put my mask on. I don't want to, I don't want to think I'm spreading COVID or anything, which like, I didn't actually think that I'm just like, Oh, I just need to put my mask back on so I can compete. Um, so then it was probably like the 10 second mark, almost, uh, almost like maybe around eight second mark. I I kind of walk up to the bar, uh, put my hands in the placements where it needs to be. I couldn't really do my routine and then just, squat down and then rip the bar off the ground and just pray that it hits and it hit yeah yeah and 97 kilos went went up uh, I, I think it's funny that we're all yelling at you chop your headphones your headphones and you're like what because because you're wearing the headphones so you're like i can't hear you because i got headphones <laughs> on meanwhile you're standing right in front of the bar <laughs> like pulling on your fingers getting ready to lift yep uh, I was yeah. wondering why I felt so good too. Like the music just kept on like making me feel pumped up the whole time. Yeah. It was Cause you're like, wow, this is louder than normal in here. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that throw to Frank, that was definitely not a throw. That was a like, cause yep. he's sitting back by the chairs <laughs> and you threw it at the back of the platform is like nowhere near Frank. Like he would have had to dive over the plates <laughs> and like catch them, you know, and like barrel roll off to the side, which, that would have been cool too. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten it on, on video, you know, I'm from, I hate that we don't have this lift in this whole sequence on video, but um, we'll fix that in the future. But it was, is phenomenal lift. You, you got it, you know, and I'm just glad we didn't time out because yeah, I was yelling at you. I'm like, just, just take the lift. Like we don't mm -hmm. like, don't worry about like, like, like put the mask on or, or, or not just like put your hands on, hit the snatch, stand up, drop it, and then fix the mask. You know, like, let's just do the thing because you're on a, such a tight time frame. Like we're at 15 second mark. Now we're at 10 second mark. Yep. It was, uh, it was interesting. I think I still, um, got that off the ground earlier than I got my first snatch off the ground from going, like the, my first attempt going yeah. through the whole routine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just the difference between expected and unexpected, right? Yeah. But what, what I, what I like about this though, is that you just had to react. You just had to trust your instincts and all of your training proved true in that moment, you know, like, like, like no thinking, no, nothing, no routine, you know, which that might even play into like, like, do you need a routine? You know, like, like maybe you do, maybe you don't, maybe you can just come up to the bar and set up and snatch. Some people do do that, but it's, uh, it's, it's good that you were able to 
rely on instincts and you've built up those instincts to just react and make mm -hmm. a lift, especially under pressure and, you know, all this craziness happening. Yeah, I think that's just mostly because it was like more like a flight or fight mode. It was like, oh, this is happening no matter what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you're you're good at fight or flight. It's the same thing at the Arnold. And if anyone wants to hear the Arnold story, go back to episode 18 of the podcast. That's when Shaf first made an appearance on the show. We talk all about, you know, your experience at the Arnold and the uh, the Arnold incident, if you will. <laughs> but, you know, you, you missed all your all your warm ups and you still went out and smoked the opener, you know, and we were even tight on time getting out to the opener because they called your name and we couldn't even hit, you know, our last warm up or actually I should say attempt to hit the last warm up. And yeah. you had to all of a sudden make a seven kilo jump to go hit it. And it's like we had no choice. It's like shop you have to go out there and just pull on the bar and we'll see what happens and you made that lift so like where does that come from just this ability to adapt under pressure and uh and rely on your instincts um probably just from soccer because a lot of that wasn't really like uh since i was like a center mid uh a lot of like the balls that came through to my feet like i would have I would have to just react really quickly just to get it to the other side of the field or something like that. Like, um, I, I think it's mostly from that because I, I, I've always, I've always had the ability to kind of react kind of faster on the field than, um, than most other players, I guess. It's a great attribute to have. Yeah. I, I wish it, I hope it translates to other things that I do in my life, I guess. I think it will. I, and I think it's, it's not something that I would trade out of your weightlifting for sure. I mean, time and time again, it's uh, it's been working and it's led to success and yeah, that, that makes sense. I don't know if it's like, I think it's just luck though at that point, although it's happened multiple times, but yeah, if it keeps happening, can we, can we say it's luck? Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can. I think from the last three weightlifting meets, there's always been like a, a situation where I've needed to do that. So, mm -hmm. well, I mean, three, yeah, four. yeah, last three. So we had the Arnold. We well, your first weightlifting meet, I think you went six for six, right? Yeah, but that's because you uh, gave me pretty good numbers. Where it's like, oh, I know I can hit these no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah. So we had good, good first weightlifting meet. Second meet after that was Christmas in kilos, right? Where we're trying to qualify. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's when I missed what my second snatch. Was it the opener or second snatch? It was like eighty-five kilos. It was the it was the second snatch because I remember like we just had to put two under the on the bar, so I was like, oh, there's nothing else between the two. Okay, and then so yeah, that was a that was more of a high pressure situation. We had to put ninety-one on the bar, which would have been a it, well, it was at the time. So you have to go out there and hit a lifetime PR snatch and mm. hit this snatch to put us in any kind of a situation where we can qualify for the Arnold on the clean and jerks. It was going to come down the clean and jerks and not hitting that snatch would have made the clean and jerk have to be way heavier, like up yeah. towards 120 kilos, which we weren't ready for that at the time. No, that would never, never happen. So, all right, there's, there's a instance number one of just, reacting to that high pressure that was what a good lift that was i remember you know everyone on the team yelling and screaming and whatnot and that was 
such a good lift. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite lists. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites too. It's just a, one of my favorite moments because, and actually, the the snatch was big. Everyone cheered on the snatch, but then it was like, all right, act two, clean and jerks. You know, because now we know exactly what we have to do for clean and jerk, and and you did it. So that was that was good. That was a good good meet. I love that meet. Uh, mm-hmm. Next meet was the Arnold, right? Uh yeah, yeah, that was the so next meet. Then we had the warm up situation. Um, and then after that would be Christmas and kilos again. What, what, did anything crazy happen this past Christmas kilos? No. All right. So maybe not that one. Okay. That was just a r- routine, routine meet. Yeah. I that think that, a- that meet was a struggle because like we, uh, like the Miguel, Mike, and I showed up for like the women's meet in like the beginning. And it was like, oh, we're it's a whole day event. And I was like, wow, I really struggled to yeah. want to touch that bar. Yeah, that was just uh just gonna be a long day. Long yeah. Day. A good a good day nonetheless. And then we had yeah, this no, last absolutely. meet. Yeah. And now the the final meet, well not final meet, but the next meet coming up on the schedule here is gonna be the Capital District Open, which is yeah. also doubling doubling as the zone three championships. And that's going to be on May 15th, but the lead up to May 15th is going to be a little different because Ramadan is starting soon, correct? Yeah, 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 it should be uh, April 12th. So April 12th and Ramadan lasts for one month, which means you will finish Ramadan on May 12th and then three days later compete in a weightlifting meet. And we've never been in this situation before. Uh, so we're preparing for it now. I explain and remind everybody who hasn't heard your initial episode and just may not know in general, uh, what is Ramadan? How, how, does, how does observing Ramadan work? And what, what, what are you going to have to do? And then we can talk about how we're going to kind of try to mold training to fit. Uh, so um, Ramadan is like a, is a month in the lunar calendar for uh, Muslims, the people who study uh, Islam. Uh, it's a it's a spiritual month where you find yourself getting closer to God, pretty much. Um, you try to you just try to take out your worldly um, worldly, not worldly. Uh, any sin in, any sinful things that you usually do, you try to try to not do that during this time. I um, so if you drink, you don't don't you definitely don't want to drink during this time. Like drinking is already like against our religion. So if you if you do, you definitely don't want to do it during this time. Um, no swearing, kind of thing. And like the main thing is, uh, you don't you don't eat. So during sun sunset to no to sunrise to sunset, you don't eat. So whatever wherever location you are on the world, like that's pretty much how that works. Um, the, it's supposed to teach you restraint and it's supposed to just kind of give you an idea of like how uh, someone less is you let that has less than you is like suffering, just like you kind of just tra- cherishing like what you have in the world, like what God kind of like is providing you currently. It makes you more appreciative for things. Yeah. 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 It makes you more appreciative of like what you have. I, I can definitely see that, you know, like, yeah, maybe, maybe for example, you know, on a smaller scale, you move away, you don't get to see your parents that often, 
then a year later you're back in town you get to see them you're more appreciative of being able to see them and and that yeah. time you have but this is this is for all aspects of your life now and also things that might be deemed more more pleasurable or more privileged that other people aren't able to engage in yeah yeah um yeah definitely definitely you definitely put it in that ah, why well, i can't excuse me uh you definitely wow i don't even know what i'm saying right now uh it's late i'm tired i'm sorry i know i know it's all right <laughs> did i oh, hold on did i what well, did i did i explain it correctly am i understanding yeah you explained it, it perfectly sorry yeah you explained it perfectly <laughs> okay i just want to make sure i'm not making a mistake no so you're going to be observing ramadan yeah. Where you're not going to be able to eat during the day. And you're also not going to be able to drink water during the day or any, any fluids. So we're going to have to mold training around this because you're still going to be able to do training and you're still also going to be working a full work schedule. Whereas before, you know, during the lockdown and you, you weren't really having to do that a whole lot. No. Yeah. Last, was last year. Definitely more flexible last year. I was able to like work out at like, 12 a.m. ending it at like 3 a.m. or something like that. Um, this year, I'm gonna have to like try to try to go around with that. But like again, it's supposed to be like a spiritual month, so if I have to like give up like a training session. Then it's like, oh, I have to give up a training session. But like, we're trying not to do that. We're not trying that. We wanna we won't try to have both at the same time. We're trying to have yeah. it all. We're gonna try to have our cake and eat it too, but at the yep. app appropriate time. And what what we're gonna do is, you're gonna get out of work. And come straight to the gym. And so what time do you get out of work? Uh five o'clock. Okay, night. five o'clock. And then you're typically at the gym like what, five thirty? Uh, uh yeah, like five forty-five. Okay. So yeah. somewhere around there, you'll get there and you're gonna do the barbell club workout, and then you're gonna leave early because you have um other obligations that you have to do later on at night, right? There's there's prayer sessions. Yeah. So um so I'm not really that good of a Muslim. So I don't really, I ha, I don't pray. I currently don't pray five times a day, but during the month I try to do my best to do that. So um, I'll definitely be doing that more. So like uh, there's one in the morning, the one around lunch, and then I'm going to try to do a prayer right before the gym. And then before you break your fast, there's a prayer you can do. I'm pretty sure you can eat, you can eat first and then do the, uh, do the prayer, but there's a finite amount of time that you can do that prayer. And then there's a night prayer after that. And there's also um, a supplemental one that you can do. That's like, um, like it's later, it's really late at the uh, late at night where uh, they kind of like recite the whole Quran in like the 30 days of Ramadan. Like they'll do one segment one day and then like continue the segments until the end of it where they, they can just finish the whole book. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. well, I think that'll be, you know, beneficial you know to to be involved in that and we certainly want to set you up for success to be able to do that as well and also to get your training in so you'll come in early do the session and since we know you're going to be in a depleted state you haven't eaten or drank food all day our focus is not you know like we're not gonna be going crazy heavy you know like we're gonna be we're gonna be keeping the axe sharp right we're gonna just be fine-tuning skills working the lifts and doing what we can but the expectation certainly is that if it says on the board you know go heavy well shaf might be on the or practice part you know yeah yeah 
which I look forward to. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time where I can just like kind of recuperate for like a month of just working on form, working on those lighter weights. Maybe the joints feel better. Maybe my body feels better after that month. I, I think so. I think, I think what you're going to see is a, a little rebound in strength because of that. Uh, just like healing up a little bit, not being in the, uh, the throes of weightlifting battle all the time, you know, and yeah. just sharpening the, the skills. And we do have a large skills component of the programming right now where we can really, you know, like, all right, let's, let's really take this back and really just kind of focus on certain aspects of your pull you know, or like just your overhead positioning, things like that. I think it's going to be a good thing for you. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. As am I. So we got training figured out. Uh, are you still going to be doing your mental Tuesday workout? Um, probably not for the first week. I just want to see how it goes. Like the main thing is to get like those uh, three things. I, I can't do the Saturday morning workouts anymore. So it's going to be make sure I get like those three lifts and three days lifts and Okay. That's good. No, I didn't know you weren't going to do Saturday during this. Oh, I'm, I'm not trying to work out in the morning like that. Yeah. yeah. May, may, well, we can talk about it afterwards, but it's only four weeks. True. Oh, Hey, I'm in town. Let me know. I'll pop over to the gym, open the gym up for you. You can do a late night, late night lift. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a promising. You better, you're going to keep your word. No, I'm serious. Let me know. I live next door to the gym. So okay. like, uh, like, like if, if, if it helps you, I could pop over, you could do your day four lifts, you know, of course we'll adjust them. And yes. then, uh, and hey, if anyone else wants to come, we go, Haley, anyone wants to come do some lifting, you know, on Saturday evening, that I, I think it'd be okay. But yeah, I, I want to make sure that like my job is to help you through this process and to give you all the tools possible to succeed. And if that's what I got to do, I'll do it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, I'll, I'll definitely keep you updated on that. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll keep talking. We got a couple of days before Ramadan starts. What is the plan with nutrition? So you get to eat at sunset. Like, do you do you know in advance? Like, all right, right at sunset, I'm getting shake number one in. Then I'm gonna have a solid meal. Then I'm gonna have shake number two, Ben and Jerry's number one, one through five on Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, uh, pretty much. That's pretty much what I'm gonna be doing. Maybe not that much Ben and Jerry's, but uh, yeah, uh, try to get as much kind of like protein intake, I guess, and then carb intake, fat, whatever. You, you know what I mean? The macros. Yeah. Um, just try to get like whatever I can in. Maybe not like stuff myself before I'm going to go to bed because I want to make sure I can go to bed right away and then wake up for like that, uh, that wake up for that meal right before uh, the sun rises. I'm sorry. What, what am I saying? Not Ben and Jerry's. Uh, Stewart's. There we go. Stewart's. Far, far better ice cream, you know. And hey, right. maybe, maybe you get some uh, some everything everything bagel ice cream. Oh, well. uh, from, from Jenny's. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe, they're maybe. they're expensive. They're expensive. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna happen every night. <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's too 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 expensive and not my taste. At least I don't know about yours, but no, I I definitely think I can do it. Other athletes they do this all the time we can i'll definitely get through it i got through it last year last year was more flexible it's more of a challenge this this year we'll get through it definitely well i mean if we've learned anything about you Shaf, is that you're able to get through challenges and you know what life is always going to be throwing up challenges right we, like we just have to keep living we just have to keep putting in the effort 
And we know that it'll just make us better in the end. So coming right out of Ramadan, I think we're going to be better. I think that, you know, on May 15th, we'll still be prepared and we'll make smart decisions in our weight selections to help set you up for success. You know, like, like we'll, May 15th will not be the bomb out. Like it will not be, be that. And, and, and we will not. Wow. You're just going to put that out in the world. I'm putting, I'm putting it out there. I put it out there. I, I, I'll speak confidently. I, I, I know what, what, what you're going to do. Cause we're going to make smart decisions and it's not like a meet where like, Hey, you got to hit this to qualify. Like, like we're not going to be in, a, in that type of situation, you know, don't get me wrong. We're still going to make moves. Like, like, yeah. like hundred, a hundred is still out there. We're still, we're still hunting for a hundred. But we're, we're gonna push that needle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, we have we have three attempts to push the needle any way we need to. So I mean, don't don't get me wrong. We're gonna show up to play the game, but we're gonna make sure that you're in the game and where you're at before we do it. Absolutely. I always look forward to meets with the energy that's always in the room. It just may it, it really brings out like the best part of weightlifting. Yeah, it it is weightlifting. You know, like yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's funny how weightlifting has two faces, right? There's the training face and mm-hmm. then there's the meat face and how they're so totally separate, but at the same time, they're kind of not because like when you're in the warm up room, you're kind of doing the same, the same routine, right? Like if you're building up to a max, so it's like, you're, you're familiar with these numbers. Oh, it's, it's a weird, you know, paradoxical thing. It's interesting. Yeah, definitely. It, I guess it's just less pressure on like uh workout days yeah that that's true like training days yeah that too well we got to figure out ways to add more pressure training we got we got to train the pressure shot got to train it you're right that's what miguel always says you got to train with pressure or uh you got to train in panic so then you're always in a state of panic so then you're fine when it goes when you have to panic all right, I, we need to get Miguel on to examine this thought process. I, I, I don't know 100% about that, but I, I understand where he's coming from. Um, I don't know about 100% state of panic all the time. <laughs> that That's the Miguel method. We'll have to talk about that on another day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Shaf, it's been great having you on the show again. Uh, any any closing remarks, any uh, words of wisdom, any shout outs you want to give, anything like that that closes out? I guess, uh, I guess just be patient with your lifts and hopefully everyone just makes big lifts. That's right. Big lifts is what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. It's what, what we do and big lifts changes day to day, but it's, it's always a big lift in our hearts. At least it is for me. <laughs> well, Shaf, thanks for coming on again. Uh, and everyone, I, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode 18 where there was a young Schaff who was the, the rookie weightlifter, still trying to climb up the ranks and, and get more meats under his belt. And now here we have a, a more progressed, a more mature and, uh, and uh, a Schaff who is hitting bigger numbers and has a lot more ahead of him in this sport. And all I'll say, Schaff, is I'm, I'm, I've told you this before, but I'm so proud of the weightlifter that you've become and how you've continually developed and how dedicated you are to our team and this sport. And it's just a lot of fun to coach you and, and to talk to you about this stuff. And I can't wait to see where you go next over the next year. Oh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I, I didn't, I, that was my goal. I didn't try. I didn't get it. Nah, I'll next time I'll make him, I'll make him cry next time. I'll try harder. 
no, thank you. I, I definitely just appreciate you and your programming. It's definitely gotten me to the spot where I am today. Um, just oh, you always being in my corner is, is, it's been a great experience. Oh yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, a fun part of it. Just, you know, everyone just being together and like you said, making those big lifts happen. Yeah. It's not, it's not just you. It's like everyone in the club too. Not that you're definitely a, a really big factor, but it's like everyone, everyone's a part of it. Like Miguel, Miguel's energy always helps me. He's always either cracking jokes or like we're always cracking jokes or something like that. Or like he'd always be annoyed with me or uh, Haley just always examining me or uh, honestly just having a conversation with like Renee in between like a lift just like so I can get my mind off of it or just watching any of them do uh, their lifts is great or watching our newer athletes like uh, Sam, Emily, Justin and Donnie like doing their thing and just progressing like you've helped them so much it's been great and watching bigger uh, bigger lifts from like Kat it's like wow that's that's amazing or uh, Joanna just coming back or Bella and definitely Frank Frank, as someone I'm not, I'm not chasing him, but someone I definitely look up to when it comes to just like moving those big, heavy weights. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. It definitely is amazing. It's, it's, it's fun to see everyone, you know, progress and feed off of one another. And I mean, we're not chasing him, but we're chasing him. We're <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I, uh, uh, it, 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 you need to chase someone and you know, Hey, Shaf, it's good for Frank to be chased too. Right. So yeah, like, uh, like, like if you have no one chasing you, that, that may not push you to the next level. So it's good to chase. It's good to be chased. And you never know what happens when you're in that situation, but I love our team and I love what we have going on. So it's, uh, it's, um, my, my, my favorite, favorite time of the week is Monday, Wednesday, Friday at six 30. Mm -hmm. And uh, my favorite weightlifters are the people in the room. You know, I don't like, <laughs> like I, I couldn't even tell you about Lasha and other people. Like I know of them and whatnot, but I'd prefer to know more about Shaf and Frank and Renee and Emily <laughs> and all those and Miguel and everyone else. So, so like, you guys are my favorite weightlifters. Wow. That, that definitely means a lot. Definitely means a lot. Cause... I mean, look at the poster I got of you over there. No, I'm kidding. There's no poster. <laughs> <laughs> you have one of everyone. It's like, where'd you take this picture? Yeah, and they're they're, uh, they're they're like not like they're like not like awesome pictures either. They're just like there's like 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 uh like parent clipped you know like pictures of like if there's like slightly blurry. There's like the red eye. You know, you ever see those yeah. old pictures? Yeah. They're just not good. <laughs> My mom has so many of those. It's like, why did you keep this? Because you're in it. Yeah, but this is a horrible picture. Like, like not even like photogenically good, you know. And and I look terrible yeah. in it. <laughs> that that's what that's what what I want my walls all those types of posters. You you need that. I that's, do. I I need to see this happen now. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome. Well, Shaf, thanks again for coming on. Uh, where can everybody follow you? Uh, you can follow me at on Instagram at taco shaf. So at taco dot S H A A F. And, uh, you can also see all my lifts at the Albany barbell CrossFit, um, Albany, Cro Albany CrossFit barbell clubs, uh, Instagram page. Wow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man. All right. Yeah. Well, I won't even, I won't even uh, comment, comment on that. Yep. Albany <laughs> CrossFit barbell club on, on Instagram. My bad. I stutter a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and you're going to see an abundance of Schaff videos, so many so that there have been complaints that there are too many Schaff videos. You know, a couple people got you know, a little jelly sometimes that there's a lot of Schaff videos. But hey, you're the one that's setting 30 PRs in the course of, you know, four months. So, of course, yeah, there's going to be a lot of videos. Everyone's picked up after that. So that's good. That's right. That's right. It, it, see, there you go. Everyone's chasing, chasing the dream of that Instagram fame. <laughs> awesome well shop thank you again for coming on everybody make sure you follow the barbell strikes back follow me james a mcdermott and we will talk to you all again very very soon